Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's very special episode. We're doing a podcast video so that our families who enjoy watching us via video get to see us, and those who prefer podcasts get to just listen to us. So be sure to check out YouTube and or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You'll be able to hear and watch our video podcast. Yes, and this week's episode is about thunderstorms because Mm -hmm. we had a big thunderstorm here in Ottawa and I'm pretty sure that there have been some big ones in North Bay as well and just it it's the season season. (laughs) so thunderstorms are going to be happening and I have been speaking to a lot of families whose children are quite afraid since last week's episode of thunderstorms. Um, But we just thought that we would come on and talk to you a little bit about how you can help your children through this anxiety that they have and maybe even get them to like thunderstorms a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we don't have to go for gold, but our goal is that we want them, anytime we're dealing with fears with our children, we want to give them those tools to be able to get through those fears, to be able to, and then for you as well to know that if they're in school, if they're in childcare and there's a storm that comes, they're not going to go into complete, you know, meltdown and you're not there to help. We're going to give them those tools to feel confident with those storms to um, release that fear so they know that they can they, and they will be safe. Yeah. And the first thing to note is this is a work in progress. It's not, you're not going to see that your child is terrified of something one day or very anxious about something one day and then the next day they're completely fine with that thing. It's something that we're working on. And like Pam said, we're giving them the tools so that they know how to work through their anxiety and their fears when they do come up and they have those tools as they grow, you can build on them. We've got a couple of tools we're going to share with you guys, and we're going to use thunderstorms and storms as our topic, but it can be interchanged with really anything, any of these fears that come up, if it's an animal, if it's a bath, if it's, you can take these same strategies and modify them. Of course, if you need extra help, we're always here, but these uh, tools are going to be, you'll be able to use across the board, regardless of what they're afraid of. We're just going to use thunderstorms as a great example for this week. Yes, exactly. So we like to use a play-based approach to helping them overcome their fears because children really learn a lot through play and through fun experiences. So the first thing we're going to do with toddlers, preschoolers, children of all ages, is we're going to talk about thunderstorms if they are afraid of them. So that's our first thing. We don't want to overexpose them if, you know, they're afraid of thunderstorms. We're not just going to like automatically just throw them outside with a thunderstorm being on unless you get caught in a storm and that's a different story which we'll talk about at the end but we want to work up to that so first we're talking about thunderstorms we're talking about what they are we're getting to the nitty-gritty behind what they are now of course with a two-year-old you're not going to talk about everything and you're going to tailor it to suit where your child is with their communication and with their language skills but we want to talk about what they are and 
get down to the bottom of like, what is thunder? What is lightning? Like the science behind it and everything, especially with older children, they eat that up. So you can go and get books about this. You can watch, you know, you can look at YouTube and find if there's a book about, you know, thunderstorms and what they are, and you can read about it. You can Google it. So that's the first step. We're not really showing them thunderstorms at this point or anything. We're just talking about them. And again, this is going to depend on how fearful your child is. If if they kind of seem interested when you're talking about thunderstorms, maybe you'll show them a YouTube video of a thunderstorm to go along with what you're talking about, about what is thunder, what is lightning and go from one there. Of, one of the reasons we do this is we really want to make sure. And like Elisa said, we're, we're exposing them to it. We know that there's going to be some reaction to it, but we're exposing them to it. The more we can expose them to these fears in a healthy and play-based way, uh, the more chances we are, the higher likelihood of them being able to get through these fears. So really using that fun approach yeah. and making sure, and, and you know, a lot of us, our instincts are, oh, you don't like, you don't like dogs. Okay. We're going to keep you away from dogs. Oh, there's a thunderstorm. Let's go downstairs and hide. So we try and keep them away. We don't want to expose them. We try and keep the fear from bubbling up and coming to, to, to a head. Whereas our philosophy is like, let's tackle it. Let's, we're talking about thunderstorms. We're looking at pictures. We're drawing pictures. We're like Lisa said, doing those science experiments, doing a tornado in a, in a bottle, doing a, you know, doing all of those fun experiment things that they can work through and see. Um, and the more we expose the, the easier they are going to come to terms with these uh, fears of theirs. Exactly. So that was our next step. After we talk about it and we kind of talk about what thunderstorms are, we expose them to it in a different way, in a really fun art type of way or play type of way. And we do some science experiments. There's one that you can put um, shaving cream on top of water, I believe. And then you put, and don't quote me on exactly what the ingredients are, but I believe it's you take a cup of water and you put shaving cream on top and then you take some blue um, food coloring and just drop it on top and you can see it flowing down. So that's another great science experiment to use in conjunction with talking about thunderstorms and explaining what they are. Now, after you've done that, maybe a few times, you kind of see how your child is reacting again. Maybe you need to do a little more work on just looking up thunderstorms before you take it to the next step. The next step is going to be role playing about thunderstorms. So this is where you can set up a tent in your living room, dining room, their, their room, wherever you want to set up this tent, and you pretend that you're camping. And then you can have the sounds of a thunderstorm in the background so that you can play with that. And maybe you're saying something, you know, in your role playing where you're saying like, oh, what was that sound? And then your child is there to kind of reinforce those tools that you've been giving them up to date. They might take those tools that you've already given them and they might actually turn around and show you those tools in that situation. If they don't, then you can just say, what was that sound? Oh yeah, it's thunder. And what is thunder again? And then you can get them to kind of help you with those tools that you've been learning about, about what that is and 
how they can overcome it. So that is another step is that role playing. There are different ways that you can do role playing, but make it fun, make it play-based, make it something that they are going to enjoy. And usually children really do enjoy that role play. They get right into it and they really, really like it. If your child is still really apprehensive about the sound of thunder or lightning, then maybe you're not going to put sounds in the background right away, but you're just going to play camping. You're going to pretend that you're camping, whether you have a, a little tent that you can put up in your house or you make one. Either way, I can pretty much guarantee you your child is going to be totally into it and they're going to just <laughs> soak this up and you can take that as an experience to continue to build on those tools that you've already taught them by incorporating that fear into play and over exposing them to this fear. And, you know, at first it might seem silly that like three times a day, you're talking about thunderstorms or maybe four times a day might seem like overkill, but for them, what you're doing is you're overexposing them to that fear in a fun way so that once they get into a thunderstorm, they've got those strategies that, okay, what is a thunderstorm? And then they can reach that part of their brain that is, you know, that, that logical part that is really helping them understand that, okay, that's a sound but it doesn't necessarily mean that that sound is coming for me. The other thing that we want to do is next, we want to actually expose them to a thunderstorm. So whether this is at your house, usually I would suggest, you know, doing it if, if possible, if you have any control, <laughs> yeah, if you have the control, sometimes you won't. And that's okay. Like I said, we're going to mention what happens, what you can do if you're out playing soccer and all of a sudden thunder starts happening. Right. But if you do have control over it, then next time that there is a rainstorm, whether it's a thunderstorm or not, you can go outside and sit on a porch. If it's not thunder and lightning and your child is just kind of apprehensive about the rain now, because sometimes the hard rain means thunder and lightning, then you can go outside and you can dance in the rain and just have fun with it. Your child doesn't necessarily have to join you, but they're watching you and they're seeing that you're okay when you're going outside and you're dancing in the rain. Of course, like use your judgment there. You're probably not going to dance in the rain if it is a full on thunderstorm and it's thundering and lightning. But, you know, if it's thundering and lightning, maybe you're on the porch where you're still safe, but you're watching it and you're kind of talking about it and you're, you're reciting everything that's happening at the moment. If your child is too apprehensive to be out there with you on the porch, maybe they're watching from a window and they're watching you out there on the porch or, you know, you're there like at the door and you're on the porch and you're talking them through what you're doing. And you're just pretending that it's really cool to watch that storm. And this is going to help them because they're going to see that you are not afraid of it. And then they'll be able to build that confidence in being out there in a storm as well. So you can work on that again, and just kind of build up to them going out on the porch and watching a thunderstorm and then talking about what happens with it. Now, as always, there's typically going to be some emotions tied into these uh, experiments and trials. It's not going to be, okay, we've worked on this. We've talked about thunderstorms. Now this next storm that catches us by surprise, you are totally going to be fine. That's not our expectations. We do expect that there's still going to be those fears that are going to come up. There's going to be that upset. They're going to have to have that emotional release. If your yeah. little one is very upset, as soon as it starts to rain or as soon as 
Ireland when the wind blows too hard. She doesn't really appreciate that very much. Um, so when that storm hits, if there's big emotions, we're still going to support that. We're going to validate those emotions. And then we're helping them through. What did you, did you hear that thunder? Okay, let's see. Can we count before the lightning comes? Yeah. What does that thunder mean? Oh, what are they doing up there? Are those those clouds? And, you know, we're taking that science that we've learned and we are putting it into those little pieces that they can now remember and be able to recite, being able to break it down for them. I know that we're coming back to kind of that beginning of really being able to explain it, but being able to break it down, there are guys at like two and a half, three, four, five, they want to know that nitty gritty behind what is happening. Why is it happening? That's why, why is the question of the, of the year typically at that age, because they just want to know. So the more you can give them in smaller little pieces, and then when it happens, we validate that upset. We support them emotionally. We get through the big upsets and the fears. We're staying calm and we're just saying the same thing. We are safe. You know, mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, big sister, we are here. We are safe. The storm's not going to hurt us. Uh, us. The storm's not going to hurt us. <laughs> right. And allowing them that release is so big because that is how we overcome those fears and anxieties by releasing that stress when it does happen. And the way to release that is through tears and through upset and maybe through a little bit of physical shaking or something that we're releasing it and we're getting rid of it. And then we're moving forward with that. So in my case, we just had that storm. My children were quite nervous when that storm was happening. So now I'm taking the time to really look up what thunderstorms are and get to the science behind that so that the next time that we have a storm, I can bring them back to that and, and be able to talk about it. And I still remember as a child, my parents counting with the mm -hmm. lightning and the thunder. And the thunder and lightning. Yeah. Okay. You hear it. Now let's see how, how many seconds before that lightning or lightning and then thunder, whatever it is, how many seconds in between. And then we're able to, so we're, now we're focusing on something else, right? Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? Okay, look, it's starting to get longer in between now. So that means the storm's starting to move away. Oh, it's getting close. It's almost here. But I think the big piece here is how we're responding. And something like Elisa in Ottawa, the people in Ottawa that just went through quite a big storm that was quite a significant amount of damage. It's hard as adults to always keep our calm and remember that we're modeling, but know that the, the less panicked you are, the, the less anxiety they're going to feel and, and just feel in general around thunderstorms because yeah. they're always looking to us. Am I safe? Does this look like I'm in a safe environment? And if they have their grownups just ah, and all over the place, they're like, I'm not safe. This is not, I'm not, this is not yeah. good. So their anxiety is going to go off. They're feeding off of us. So if you felt like the storm was a trigger for you. If, if you felt like you were very panicked, you know, maybe sitting down with some of those things, how can I be better prepared next time? How can we make Prepare sure that yourself have, have this stuff, right? This is all the work. Yay. Welcome to adulthood. We get to work on our own stuff. We get to help our children through all of these things. Um, but yeah, making sure that, so that the next storm that comes you're not going to feel triggered. Your anxiety is not going to get high if it if that's something that is happening or has happened since the storm. If you're feeling like that, try and work through those pieces so that our yeah. little ones are seen that calm, secure, safe from us. 
have a strategy that you can use that you plan ahead of time in that moment. Like Pam said, just to add to that a little bit, like if that's you taking some deep breaths in the midst of what feels like a storm coming and then being able to react from there, sometimes that can help because we're bringing ourselves down with a strategy that we have for ourselves that can then help us cope with it, which then helps our child because we're not as like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we hope that helps. Like I said in the beginning, these are things that uh, absolutely we can help you with if you need any help with uh, fears, any of those parenting strategies. But know that these are things that, you know, we chatted about thunderstorms. You can do the same thing about pretty much any fear. Uh, we Dogs, can, spiders. <laughs> yeah, we can work through, we can work through all of those pieces, break it down um, and just feed it to them in small little pieces, make it fun expose them to it we're not hiding from it that's the key is we're not hiding from these fears we're we are tackling them ahead on because these aren't just going to go away on their own this is going to be something that can stick with them potentially for years and years and these are fun little strategies that it's going to be a lot easier to put into place now than it will be in 10 12 15 years Uh, so when they're 16 they might not want to pretend that they're camping with you in the living room or whatever different strategies for that age but if you put it into play now like pam said that helps a little bit it really does. Ireland was actually, so Ireland had a fear of wind from a very young age. Um, we worked through a lot of those pieces. Then she was tall buildings, wind and tall buildings are kind of her thing. And she went to Ottawa a couple weekends ago, just after that storm. I forgot to kind of tell her um, that she may see some fallen trees and stuff. And she was staying downtown Ottawa with my aunt and uncle. And uh, she's like, I forgot how tall these buildings were. She was very, so I, uh, different strategies. We talked through it, was able to talk her down. And then she was able to really enjoy her weekend from there. But it's all about what tools can we give them? And it's a lot easier, like we said, to do the playing and the teaching and the experimenting um, at two and three and four than the talking off the ledge. Or six. five or six, even <laughs> like I'm yeah. using this strategy yeah. with my seven year old. And yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We're always there. We're always offering those tools. That's essentially what our philosophy is in parenting. You're struggling this. How can we get set up those tools for you? And this is just one of those examples. Hopefully it helps. You know that you can always reach out info at restfulparenting.com. Visit the website, restfulparenting.com. We have lots of great information to share and we'd love to chat. Yes. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.